When you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. We're going to talk about why it's so hard for white people to uh, acknowledge their privilege. So uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blackadian universe. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this myth of reverse racism. Yes, it's not real. It's not a thing. Um, in my work, anytime, you know, um, we're talking about equality, some fool has to, you know, raise their hand and be like, oh, isn't that like reverse racism? Uh, no, ma'am, it's no, there's no such thing. Just like there's no unicorns or mermaids, reverse racism is a fairy tale. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know, racism isn't just uh, negative thoughts or beliefs, you know, um, against somebody. It's power. It's power plus uh, that prejudice um, is what racism is. So, you know, when backed with power, uh, this, you know, prejudice results in acts of discrimination and oppression against groups or of individuals. So, um, you know, there's racism is a complex social problem and it's ingrained in our Western culture in Canada and you know the united states it's basically what happened was a racial hierarchy was you know with no basis in reality or scientific validity was created at a time when dehumanizing peoples you know black people and brown people it was a strategy to advance colonization to build the wealth of the colonizers and so they created this you know myth of you know a hierarchy of races with white people being at the top and so when we say that you know there's this power plus this negative belief that's what racism is so until another racial group other than white people holds the cultural power in our institutions and our, you know, society, then reverse racism can just not exist. It cannot exist. So yeah, it's not real. It's not a thing. <laughs> I'm just so sick of hearing. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little triggering for me. I'm just like, it's not a thing. It's not real. Do your research. A simple Google search would tell you that reverse racism is fake unless you're going to some sketchy white supremacy sites. Um, so yeah, not a thing. Um, I think that um, white culture, uh, especially in Canada, it's hidden. And I think that's one of the problems. Like I know 
there's always this comparison, and I try not to do it um, between Canada, Canada and the United States. And um, for those Canadians that are listening, we have this annoying habit of saying, oh, at least we're not as bad as the States, you know, and um, it really is a hindrance to having progress, you know, um, you know, it like the first step is admitting that there is this, you know, problem. And I think that uh, the cultural difference in like in Canada, white people see whiteness as an empty cultural space. So they only see themselves um, and their cultural identity, uh, it takes shape in relation to others. So like, they'll say like, oh, I'm not, you know, Asian, or I'm not, you know, Caribbean, or, you know, they, they can never pinpoint where they don't want to pinpoint what being white is. It's like, they say it's nothing. Like, they're like, oh, I'm nothing. I'm just like, you know, I'm just Canadian. And um, they say that they don't have any heritage, or, you know, others do. And they assume that every white person is just like them, you know, this blank, neutral thing. And uh, it then becomes, what that does is it creates this structure of us, those of us with culture and them. So it's us versus them. And, you know, white culture becomes a hidden norm that all other groups are measured. And it implies that white people are colorless and without racial subjectivities, interests, and privileges. So it makes sense to them. If they're neutral, then they can see the vantage point. They can see all vantage points. They can imagine what it's like to be a black woman. They can imagine what it's like to be an indigenous person, you know, because they have no cultural space. Whereas... Um, as a black person, I'm, my opinions are going to be, you know, viewed through the lens of blackness. It's going to not be as valuable and all encompassing as a white culturalist view, because I don't have, you know, I have a invested interest, whereas like, you know, as a white person, you can say like, oh, no, 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 as long as I see all colors, then I can, you know, do that. And it's, it just creates this structure of us versus them, which is maddening. It's just maddening. I, <laughs> I also talk about this as well, where I say like, people say, oh, a racialized person, a racialized person. And you're like, you mean white? because it's just labeling any, like white is a race, okay? White is a race, it's a group, it's a distinct identity. Um, and, you know, people will say that there's nuances. Oh, you know, someone's from European and someone's, you know, uh, you know, Eastern, you know, European or they, you know, they're whatever, American. And, you know, like it's the same thing as when you say that someone's black, you know, you try and group everyone together. It's called marginalization. And I'd be like, you know, someone who's um, from Africa would, you know, have a different experience of someone who's American and black, but you lump everyone together and you don't uh, recognize the distinctness there. So we can also say that, you know, white is just as um, fair as calling someone with, you know, dark skin black. That's that's what happens. Um, 
So the bottom line is this, that if reverse racism were real, um, it would mean that we lived in a world where everyone has equal institutional, social, and systemic power. And we know that's not the truth. We know that um, the world is built uh, for people that are white. It was built by white people for white people. You know, police was built to like, you know, basically be slave catchers um, here in Canada as well. You know, um, people think slavery didn't exist in Canada. It very much did. Um, and, you know, they enforced indigenous rule in schools. That was like the purpose of the RCMP. Um, you know, there's microaggressions everywhere. We had, um, there's police brutality here in Canada as well. You know, um, these are all things you know institutional power i talk like i talk about like how segregation is still a thing um in my community the lines are drawn around wealth and whiteness in our neighborhoods um and you know there was just who could own land is a policy who can get loans to purchase things um, you know, and there's that famous Harvard resume study that if your name sounded black, you are getting a job. These are all things that are like, you know, ingrained in our um, society that disadvantage people of color. I really dislike that um, I have to, you know, sort of um, prove this. So in my talks, um, in my work, I often have, um, I have to have at the ready, you know, all this information about why reverse racism doesn't exist. And, you know, I hate that I even have to try and prove it. It just should be, um, a thing, <laughs> a known thing. You know, I always, um, it, I'm, lucky enough that I'm surrounded by a lot of people that do this work with me and so afterwards we can have like a nice session to decompress for our mental health and you know um, it's really great because some people are like you know if you're coming to have a conversation about race you'd think that you would do a little bit of research um, you know look into some stuff before that but people don't anyway I just there's this great um, visualization and I think um I, I like using it because, um, you know, when we try and have programs and we try and dismantle some of the policies that lead to in, in equal treatment for um, people of color, people often feel like it's, you know, something's being taken away, you know, like affirmative action or, you know, having these kinds of um, rules in place to make people think about the barriers that they're putting in place unknowingly for people of color, um, then people start crying that things are unfair. You know, like what I said is when you are so used to your privilege, equality feels like oppression. It, it just, it does. And that's what we're trying to make them realize is that we're not taking anything away from you. We're only providing an equal opportunity for everybody to get these advantages. So there's like that, um, there, if you, 
look up equality versus equity and it's a visual I use all the time and it's like you know there's these people standing on different size boxes they're different sizes like a small person and a big person and you know um, they're trying to view like a baseball game and there's also one where they're trying to reach fruit on a tree and you know when the little person and the big person are standing on uh, the same size box obviously the little person can't reach the fruit and that's called equality when you treat everybody the same regardless of need um and then there's equity and so you have the same people and this time you know the bigger person has a little box to stand on and then the little person has a bigger box to stand on and then they can both reach the fruit of the tree or they can all now see the baseball game or whatever the game is and I um it's equity we have to create equity for people of color because we're what we're removing is those systemic barriers what we're removing is you know the policy in place that says that you know if you go to this certain school then you know you're less likely to get into a better college you know if you live in this neighborhood then you can't go to this school you know uh, if your name sounds like this, you know, someone's not going to hire you, you know, so despite your credentials, you could have the exact same credentials as your white peer, um, but they're just not even going to give you a shot. You can do the job, but you're not going to get in because there's a barrier there. So when we, you know, blank out somebody's name so that an employer will just look at their skills, that's not taking anything away from two people that have equal skills it's just giving the person of color an equal shot at that fruit and I I think that's something people don't understand and it feels like oppression because they don't want anything taken away from them it must be a very hard thing it must be a very hard thing to have everything built for you it's like having you know something designer for you and then having to go (laughs) back to you know buying things off the rack it would suck but um you know if you are truly um anti-racist if you're truly about everything being based on merit which we claim in our society then you should be all for having a fighting chance that everybody should have a fighting chance are you really the best at something if you know that a large percentage like half of the people didn't even get a shot at it and you got an advantage just because of the color of your skin it's hard it's a hard thing to accept that about yourself that you know your life isn't easy white people's lives aren't easy white people have struggles they have disadvantages they have heartbreak they have trauma you know but what they don't have is racial trauma they don't have systemic barriers against them you know we're not saying that being white isn't hard we're just saying that your race isn't one of the things that are contributing to your difficulties so a term that i really like using that i know people have they get in their feelings about is right white fragility and basically any claim of reverse race racism is basically just white fragility and it like 
white fragility is basically like a huge reaction to any time anyone makes a minimal challenge to their white position of power. So basically, if you acknowledge that whiteness means anything, people fly off the handle and like basically claim reverse racism. And that's white fragility. You know, um, it's basically just like wanting people to not acknowledge it and quiet down and um, it they want to maintain the status quo. They don't want anything to change. And I think there's this really funny meme that I love and it's like uh, a callback to like that old um, Brad Pitt movie which I I'll be honest I've never seen a uh, fight club and it's just you know famously they're like saying uh, it's like a meme of Brad Pitt like in fight club and it's like the first rule of white club is don't talk about white club <laughs> it's like that's a perfect example of um basically what it means to be white is just like don't acknowledge that it has any significance or meaning to your life and then people will be able to take it away from you we're very aware uh people of color that you are a distinct group or race and that you try to exclude people from that the privilege that comes with white club we all know about white club (laughs) basically what what i'm saying uh there's um, a really good quote that um, I like to uh, talk about. I, I guess I'll end here is on um, the by Robin Maynard, and I'm just currently reading her book about policing black lives it's really excellent and you know um, she basically just said one of the reasons that racism persists in Canada is because our commitment to the perception of racial tolerance and harmony seems to be prized above the actual lived experiences of people and it's so true I there the list of prominent people of power you know head of like the RCMP um like the premier just all these people claiming that you know we're not as bad as the states uh is just it's maddening and despite the calls that you know the protests the evidence of you know black people and indigenous people being incarcerated at a a greater rate than uh, imaginable like just thinking I think like uh, we're like black people are like a couple percentage like we're such such a low percentage of Canadians and indigenous people as well like we're like in the single digits of like the entire you know population that's not white and yet we're like a huge percentage of the people that are incarcerated. I think it's something like 40%, which is insane. Um, and that how could you not look at that number and not believe that systemic racism is a, a real in Canada? And, you know, despite that experience, despite those hard facts, we're so committed to this idea of Canada, the great race, uh, you know, post-race racial society we're so multicultural we're so accepting here 
that we're we're back at like we're basically at stage one of what it needs to take to be anti-racist to be intentional in attacking and breaking down and dismantling these systems that are harming people of color that we're we have our we still have our blindfolds on here and i always say that we need to be intentional about what we're doing here we need to be intentional we can't just say I don't hate black people. I don't hate, you know, indigenous people. I don't hate brown people. You know, uh, therefore everything is fine. That's not good. That's that's okay. That's uh, that was like the first step that needed to be done like 60 50 years ago. <laughs> okay? But what we're, where we're at right now is we have to be intentional about when we see those figures, when we see these numbers, when we hear people's experiences, we need to be changing that every day. Every day, um, you have to ask yourself how you're going to beat racism because it's there. It's hidden, but it's there. You have to say, oh, someone said something that was inappropriate. I have to say something. I have to educate them. Oh, I, you know, don't feel comfortable going to this neighborhood. Why is that? Or... I don't feel comfortable talking to this person, interviewing this person. Why is that? You know, I don't want to give this person uh, a job. I don't want this person to, you know, be in my home or restaurant. I don't feel comfortable hiring them. You know, whatever the case may be, whatever instance you have, um, you know, I don't want to watch this movie. I don't want to read this book I can't relate to it because it's about black lives indigenous people all those things we need to start challenging ourselves and recognizing it all all the time and that's what it means to be anti-racist it's every single day it's looking for it it's fighting it it's calling it out it's changing your behaviors it's changing your policies it's you know really attacking those barriers and you know, I um, am hopeful that we can do it. I I really, really am. And I know that everyone's at a different stage of their journey, but I, I always like to be positive um, and end um, things on a positive note. So I wanted just to say that. I think that we can, we can do it. I think people need to challenge their white fragility. And I think, um, I know I keep saying I'm ending on this, but I just wanted to have one more example, which was, uh, I think Trevor Noah had like a couple of years ago, um, he was talking about repara reparations and white privilege. And, you know, just Google like Trevor Noah reparations, white privilege, and you'll see it. But I'm going to paraphrase here. But um, he basically is talking about white people don't see their privilege and you know they're like i'm poor how do i have you know white privilege and he's just like it's white what we're doing with reparations or you know when i'm talking here about uh equity versus equality not treating everyone the same but you know giving everyone equal access to something which is you know equity um you know treating everybody differently based on need you know he was saying like you're repairing what was done to black people there was uh distinctive things put in place you know jim crow laws like all these things that still have residents today that 
you have to repair for black people. It wasn't done to white people. It was done to black people. And that's what we're trying to undo and repair and fix. And I think that it's a distinction that, you know, white people that are claiming this, oh, you know, I have disadvantage to really need to understand that there has been no laws that have been written to target white people to say that white people can't have access to anything. You know, that's what we're talking about when we have to make up the difference. So yeah, that's, it's just based on need. And um, yeah, I, I always think the same thing. I always give this example as well, um, which is, you know, I, you break your leg and you go to the hospital and, you know, the person in front of you has broken their arm. You would want the doctor and the assumption for the doctor is that he treats what's wrong with you. He do, You don't get the exact same treatment. If you had a broken leg and he starts bandaging your arm because that's what he did for the person before you, you would say, what the hell? <laughs> it's my leg that's broken, not my arm. There's different needs. There's different needs. And we need to recognize that people in our society have different needs and we need to help them based on that need. And black people have a different need than white people in this country. And we need to address it based on that. So yeah, just do your research. There's a lot of great um, resources out there. I hope I've you know, convinced you. I've hoped, you know, if you're white and you're listening to this, that you had a greater understanding of, you know, this claim of uh, reverse racism and um, hope that I could, you know, give you, and if you didn't believe in it in the first place, that's wonderful. Yay. Um, and, you know, if you, I hope I'm giving you some tools that you can use if you hear somebody to be anti-racist, if you hear those claims in your workplace, you know, about how, well, I can't get a job anymore, even though you probably, like me, I work in a predominantly white space and I hear that claim all the time. I'm like, oh, they're just giving all the jobs to my doornies. I look around and I'm like literally the only person of color in the room. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I hope that I've given you some tools to um, challenge people on this belief and, you know, uh, help let's let's get some anti-racist action out there so thank you so so much i really appreciate everyone listening um and uh, please uh, like comment subscribe to my podcast and i will talk to you next time